Welcome to Park Bench Interviews, hosted by Randy Goodman, Harvey Callis Real Estate, your real estate professional. Get to know our community, our businesses, products, and services that will elevate your life. Please welcome your hostess, Randy Goodman. It's Randy here from Harvey Callis Real Estate, and I am super excited and honored to have Ritu Gupta here with us. She is the CEO of and president of the Easton's group, and I can't wait to hear all about you, Ritu. So thank you so much for being here. Of course, thank you so much for having me. Well, it's a pleasure. And first, tell us a little bit about who is Ritu? <laughs> sure, sure, of course. Um, so I'm Ritu. Um, as you mentioned, I'm president and CEO of the Easton's Group of Hotels. So this is a family business. Um, my dad came from India in the 70s, and that's when he started the Easton's Group. So now it's been um, over 40 years, and we've grown to be one of Canada's largest national private hotel developers. We have um, just under 20 hotels across Ontario and Quebec, uh, all under franchises of Hilton, Marriott, and ISG. And we've developed and own, manage all of our, all of the hotels under our portfolio. Um, we also have the Gupta Group, which is the real estate side um, of the company. Um, and there is where we have our multi-unit uh, residential uh, condo projects. Um, and those are also all across, uh, all across the GTA. Wow. Okay. So I want to hear all about it. So first, before we get into the nitty gritty of the business side, and you are an essential service right now, correct? Yes, we are. That is correct. Okay. So uh, you grew up in this, in this uh, industry, correct? I did. I absolutely love the hotel industry. So were you always in the hotel industry or did you go to school for something else and think I'm going to do something else or did you know you were always going to be in the family business? Uh, you know what? It's actually, it's so funny, Randy, because when I was growing up, I loved going to the office with my dad and he would also, you know, we were building various hotels, so he would always take me to the sites and I would love to be on the construction site, watching how the tar was poured, watching how the buildings go up. Um, but in, and this is the case in a lot of South Asian families, your parents kind of give you two options, despite the fact that we had a business, they gave us the option of doctor or lawyer. So for me, I thought I was going to be a doctor, honestly. So even though I loved business, I, um, I was doing a lot of volunteering at the hospitals and wow. I was volunteering in different departments. And um, in, in high school, uh, I had OECs back then. So I had pre-planned taking all of the medical, all of the science background OECs. Um, but in grade 12, I just sort of had this aha moment where I realized that I love business. And I kind of was questioning, why am I going down this route when I'm, I'm, it's not something that I'm passionate about. So I changed all my courses. I changed them all to business law, marketing, realized how much I absolutely loved it. And that's when my path, uh, path sort of changed. Um, and yeah, we've been all of us. So I have three siblings. We've all worked in the company since we were very, very small. Right. Uh, I started, you know, at the front desk at our head office. I also worked at front desk at the hotels, answering calls, doing accounting. So at a very young age, I started learning different aspects of our business, which to be honest, when you're young, you hate it because you're right. spending all of your summers in an office when all of your friends are outside playing and, uh, you know, being kids. But when you get older, I realized that I learned professionalism at a very, very young age. Mm. So when I started going to school, sorry, when I started going to work full time, I already had learned skills, soft skills that I wouldn't have learned at that age. And it would have, it just put me sort of ahead uh, of everybody else uh, in my age group. Wow. Okay. So when you decided, forget it, I'm not going to be the doctor or the lawyer, uh, what did mom and dad say? <laughs> 
Uh, you know what? They were actually so happy. I think in their mind, they also didn't really think about, you know, who out of all of us, who was going to come into the business as much as we worked there in the summer, they, it's interesting because they never forced us to come to the business. Their thoughts were, no, be, you know, be a doctor, be a lawyer. Those are great professions. Uh, so they were more than happy uh, to have me sort of go down that path. That's awesome. And what about your siblings? Did they stay within the company? Yes, they did. So my older sister uh, currently works in the company. Uh, my younger sister worked in the company until she did her MBA. So she went, her name is Shelly. So Shelly went to Chicago booth and did her MBA. And she's currently working for Accenture in Chicago. Um, my brother, now he's the smartest one out of the four of us. He's definitely <laughs> world caliber material. Um, so my brother, Suraj, he also actually further diversified our company. And he's the president of Rogue Insight Capital. And it's a startup arm within the Gupta Group. And he's also the chief investment officer for the Easton's Group. Wow. Wow. So you got a bunch of smarty pants in the family. <laughs> <laughs> We're trying. We're trying to be. <laughs> well, that's awesome. Like your parents must be so proud of you guys. I, I hope so. <laughs> yeah. Well, you know, it's, it's, you know, I, I don't think there could be a better feeling than having your children want to work in the industry and in the business that you've created. So when you were younger, Okay, let's go to say high school-ish when you decided okay. this is what you loved. Where were your parents at as far as the developments? You mentioned you have 20 properties within Ontario and Quebec. Uh, where were they at at that time? Uh, that is such a great question. So when I was in high school, we had actually, when I was in high school, we had just opened, I think I was in grade 12, and we had just opened um, our first hotel downtown. So at that time, we opened it as a comfort suites city center. It was right at Jarvis and Dundas. Okay. Um, there was no other hotels in the area. So JLo actually stayed with us. Um, Sean Paul stayed cool. with us, which was, um, which was, yeah, which was really awesome. Yeah. Uh, so when we opened that hotel, actually, um, Mel Lastman, who was the mayor at that time, he had come to the hotel and we had a big grand opening party. Um, and my dad, I think, you know, at that time, sort of knowing my personality, he actually had me MC the entire event. Um, and I was at the age of 16. So I introduced my father. I introduced Mel Lastman. Um, I was really young, but my dad, you know, for him, he kind of thought this was a great platform for me. So he sort of just shoved me on stage and said, okay, this is what you're going to do. Um, to be honest, I absolutely loved it. But at that point, we only had about three hotels. So one downtown and the other three were in Port Hope and Peterborough. Okay. Okay. That's awesome. So you're mentioning like 16 is a pretty young age. And I know like for a lot of people, they get really nervous and scared when it's like their first time getting up and doing something public. And I know you would have done things in school, you know, little presentations to your class and that kind of thing. But so what were your feelings? And some people are extroverts and just love it. And you said that you love it, but I'm getting really specific as to your feelings when you're actually getting up and presenting to a public crowd. Like what was going through you at that moment? Uh, you know what? So since I was very small, I started uh, doing Indian dance and I started performing since I was at the age of eight. So for me, that level of stage right now, given dancing and public speaking is obviously two very different things, yes. but I didn't have that stage fright. Um, there's always a little bit of nervousness because I speak really quickly. So the one thing I always have to be aware of is 
you know, speaking at a speed where, you know, regular humans can understand me because it's, and it's genetic, just so you know, my mom speaks fast, my brother speaks fast. Um, so that would be the only thing that till this day, I have to remind myself to speak a little bit slowly. Um, but I was, I was actually really, really, really excited. I think um, the only time I've been nervous to public speak, I spoke in front of a group of, I think it was about 5,000 people. And this wow. was six or seven years ago. Okay. Uh, it was at the Hershey Center. And when I got on stage, I was nervous. Um, <laughs> but also, you know, once you do that, everything else seems so incredibly easy. Right. Well, you know, it's, it's amazing that you were given that opportunity at such a young age and that you were trusted to yeah. take that <laughs> position, you know, like, kudos to your parents like <laughs> no you're right honestly it's, it's funny because I remember actually one of the hotel openings um my dad had me introduce uh the president of that hotel company and uh this person was not happy that a 16 year old was going to introduce him um but honestly my dad stuck his ground and he kind of and I know you know we've talked about this actually recently and he said that you know you had you had that ability to speak and if I didn't foster it then it would it would have been too late so right. even though he knew that, you know, for someone that is a such a high caliber person, a president of a hotel company, my dad thought, no, you know what, Ritu has to do it. And he didn't, he didn't mind that people kind of looked at it in a way that they thought it was strange. He just kind of surpassed that and said, nope, I don't care. This is what she's doing. And, you know, I'm prepping her for her future. I love that. I love that. And I love that your father had that insight and that trust in you and that yes. he, he thought so highly of you as a person to put you in those positions. So that says a lot for you and for him. It does, it does, absolutely. Uh, so you, uh, you started off, like you've mentioned, you worked the desks in the hotels, you know, you started at the ground floor because you really right. had to learn the business, right? So can you tell us a little bit about the journey of getting from front door, hello person to, now running the business. Sure, uh, so we started very young. Uh, you know, we were in elementary school and our parents would take us to the office in the summers. Uh, so at that point we would just be answering phones, um, learning how to file. As we got older, we started doing accounting. Uh, so at that time actually, so this was the 90s, I believe, late 80s, 90s. Uh, at that time we actually owned apartment buildings. Uh, so my older sister, Rima and I, we would go to the office every, every summer and we would be working on rent rolls and you know, trying to understand who's paid the rent, who hasn't paid the rent, working with spreadsheets. And you know, when it's, it's again, to your point, it's interesting that our parents trusted us to do this as opposed to adults um, that actually had accounting degrees, but they, you know, they, they taught us very young and we learned it very, very quickly. Uh, so from there, you know, we learned, we learned accounting. Once I got a little bit older, I started working at the front desk at some of our hotels right. and I immediately had an interest in sales and operations. Uh, so I would kind of follow the GMs around, follow around our director of sales. Um, I remember Randy, oh my God, I, speaking of being nervous, I went on a sales call um, at our first downtown hotel and we had, we were selling our hotel. Randy, I was so nervous that when we left the hotel, I immediately tripped because I was that scared oh. and I fell face first on the pavement. Oh my God. I, you know, I got back up, brushed myself off and right. kept going, but it's, you know, you're, I, I was really young and I, I was scared that I had to go and sell the property and you know what if I did it wrong um yeah so then I went to University of Toronto and I did my BBA and I streamed marketing came back to the company I worked as director of sales of sales and marketing 
for, and we opened a few of our hotels that had banquet halls, um, did my MBA, went to Schulich, did an accelerated program and I got a full scholarship. So I was able to finish it oh, nice. in about eight months. Um, and then I came back. And when I came back full time, I was, I believe, executive director at that time. And then I shifted to VP of sales and marketing, COO, CEO, I believe. So oh, nice. that's sort of the path in a really quick nutshell. Well, congratulations. Like that. Thank you. It's awesome to watch, you know, and, and, you know, you must be so grateful that you had that opportunity to be able to jump into business like that, you know, um, obviously you wouldn't have been promoted or given the positions if you weren't completely capable and educated in them. So I'm definitely not taking away from that, but being, having that opportunity because I can totally resonate with that. When I was 22, I ran the family business. Wow. And it was kind of the same thing where I had a dad who was very open to, uh, you know, had a lot of respect for me as a person, but in my smarts as well and said, you know, okay, you know, you're ready. I want you to come in and take over. And it was like, Amazing. you know, terrifying yes. to, to, <laughs> sure. to do that, sure. but to have the ability to have that experience at a young age and you were much younger than me but you know such an incredible opportunity to be given and or, or to even have it available right so it's you know i i can totally resonate with some of the stuff not all talking about and it's just incredible so congratulations thank yeah you so much. thank you so much yeah you just have incredible success but you're also an amazing human being as well you have a bunch of passions that are outside of the hotel business can you tell yes. us a little bit about that Sure. Uh, so first, I would love to tell you a little bit about Project Kindness. Um, so obviously, you know, with the COVID crisis that we're dealing with right now, uh, the hospitality uh, industry was hit really hard. Um, but that being said, I feel that although our industry was hit very hard, there's also so many people that are actually on the front lines dealing with people who are sick. And there are people who are sick. There's people who are much worse off than we are. Uh, so I think week one into the crisis, I decided to launch uh, Project Kindness. Uh, reason being, I felt that kindness is very healing. And if we can spread kindness and I can show all of our teams that, you know, despite what we're going through, we should be still giving back. I really was hoping that this would spread. So in the first week, actually overnight, so I, I couldn't sleep, you know, just looking at what's happening with our, with our hotels mm -hmm. and woke up and thought I need to launch this project. Within 24 hours, Randy, I, I wanted to donate food. So because our hotels were starting to slow down, we had a lot of extra food that I did not want to throw away. So right. all of our hotels across GTA, we raised 1,870 pounds of food that we were able to donate to, uh, to Second Harvest. Um, and honestly, all of, the, all of the projects just sort of snowballed after that. We were able to donate 2,500 masks uh, to the University Health Network. Yeah. Uh, some of our hotels outside of Toronto, they were able to donate shampoos and whatnot to their local shelters. Um, yeah, so it's just, it's, it's been really fantastic. And it's, it's, uh, it's, uh, it's very close to my heart to be able to, be able to give back. Uh, another thing that I do is I teach meditation. So I have a company called the Shakti Society. I launched this in 2012 with the goal of, you know, having an organization where I can empower people. I wasn't quite sure what I was going to do with it, to be very honest, but I created it. I made it a charitable organization and it just sat there for two years. Uh, in 2014, I decided to start teaching meditation and I knew that Shakti Society 
is what I would use to teach. Um, so during this crisis, I've been doing uh, free online live meditations, and I will be continuing this this week. Um, so this starting Friday, every Friday at four o'clock um, on my Instagram, uh, through Instagram Live, I will be uh, teaching meditation for free. Um, I really feel that at this time, you know, it's important for us to to silence the mind and silence all those worries, all those fears, mm -hmm. and um, and be able to meditate and just be able to take some time to yourself to be quiet, listen to your heart, listen to the universe. And it's, uh, it's something that's very, very close to my heart. Wow. Wow. And I've been to your yoga classes in the yes, past. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> I know. I remember. And they were so fantastic. So thank you for thank you. offering, like, thank you for the donations and the giving, the kindness project that you have, as well as the meditation. And we're, we'll grab the links from you so that sure. we're able to share them on the page. And if people want to contribute or take part, uh, you know, definitely do that. Uh, is there anything that you'd like to share with people? Any tips or, you know, just anything that's on your mind right now? Yes, for sure. Right now, obviously, the whole world is in a crisis that I don't believe we have we have ever seen. Uh, you know, being in North America, we've seen recessions, we've seen 9/11, we've seen SARS, we've seen H1N1, but the impact of of COVID of this virus, it's it's global, and uh, I understand that it can be really scary. But the one thing that I've been telling telling my family and my friends and my loved ones is that. If you think about it that you're in isolation, it almost increases that fear. But rather, I would like everyone listening to look at this as a state of salvation. And if you're home, you know, for all the people that are on the front line and, you know, all the healthcare workers, thank you for everything that you're doing. And for all the people that are safely at home, you're in salvation. You are, you could be saving your own life and saving the lives of others. And I think if we can all collectively change our mindset to understand that this is a state of salvation, it's, it's now the time to allow yourself to reset, allow yourself to, you know, listen to your heart, do, do something that you're passionate about. And also it's a perfect time to give back. So I would just like to remind everyone that we are absolutely in a state of salvation and this is not the new normal. This is just temporary. Things are going to pick up again. And I, I feel, I mean, I'm obviously an eternal optimist, but I really do feel Randy that when things come back, it's going to come back so quickly that people are going to forget that they even had this time right. where they were sitting and wondering and, you know, wondering what the state of the world is going to be. I really think things are going to bounce back really quickly. Uh, and I just want to make sure that everyone's mind stays happy and stays healthy. Absolutely. Thank you so much for sharing. How can people uh, become part of your meditation or be, you know, uh, learn more about your project that you're doing? Like, how can they get in touch with you in those mm. regards? Absolutely. So um, my meditation will be on Instagram. I'm still new to the whole tech world. Uh, so if you follow me on Instagram, it's uh, at sis underscore from underscore the underscore six. Um, if it's easier, you can follow our companies at Easton's group. Um, and through there, you'll find all the links to meditation, to project kindness. Uh, and the Instagram live Friday, four o'clock will be on my Instagram page. Um, but probably the easiest way to get there would be at Easton's group. And that's where you'll find all of this uh, information. Okay. And we'll put those links on the page so you guys can definitely connect if you want to be part of that. And is there anything that we can do like to be part of Project Freedom? Like, is there, I know it's the hotel giving, but is there anything that the community can do to be part of it? 
Yes, absolutely. So I would suggest if you have, if you need help or there's any projects that you would like to be a part of Project Kindness, um, just send a message to at Easton's group um, on Instagram or send it to myself and we will do our best to see what we can do to help. Okay, perfect. And what if they want to contribute? Um, like not if they're in need, but if they absolutely. want to actually contribute, can they do that through that same method? Yes, of course. Just send us a DM and we will absolutely be in touch. Okay, perfect. That's awesome. So anybody who wants to be part of anything that Ritu is doing, I think those are great initiatives and, uh, you know, you're making a difference. You really, that's, that's all I can hope for. You know, you are like, and it's amazing because we do so much for the community and you don't necessarily know what the result was, or you don't get the feedback saying, you know, someone thanking you or telling you their story of how it changed them but you know that you are changing lives. Right, right. So we don't necessarily have to get that acknowledgement, but we know that whatever we're doing as little or as large as it is, is making a difference. So thank you for making that difference and being so an active part of making a change. Thank you, honey. Thank you so, so much. And thank you for being on with me. Thank you. For of course, it was so great to see you. Thank you so, so much for having me. <laughs> thank you. Okay, we will definitely speak soon. Yes, for sure. Bye. Thank you for listening to this interview hosted by Randy Goodman. We hope you will take action and connect with the incredible business people and leaders in our community. And remember, Randy is always here to answer any questions you have regarding your real estate needs. Be sure to register on the website and stay up to date on what's happening in your area at parkbench.com slash millpond.